It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. And action. Here we go. Welcome to Here's Your Freaking Podcast with the Jason Lee Club Show. Thanks for being a part of the podcast every week. All 300 and now 51 episodes. Stay up to date all things JLNK by heading over to uh, JLNKshow.com. What are we going to learn? Well, today we're going to learn if you can hire strippers for a Father's Day celebration. We're also going to find out what sort of rules are ruining your sex life. We're going to find out if bad sex is a reason to break up with somebody. We're going to talk about 10 questions to ask your partner for better sex. And then we're going to, well, I'll tell you what, at the end of the podcast, we'll find out why we can't have nice things. Oh. Everything, everything is taken over by the fucking perverts. <laughs> Always. You can't do something nice. Fucking pervert. Standing right there. Well, I didn't see that fucking pervert a second. There he is, right there. Cash in hand. Pervert. A cash-in-hand pervert. Well, let's, let's start right here. Obviously, there's been a lot of conversation about Barbie, and we talked about it on the Terrestrial Radio Show. There's a, uh, geez, I don't remember what was the name of the foot fetish website, uh, funwithfeet.com. They <laughs> you offered, sure do remember it. They offered Margot Robbie an ungodly amount of money to sign on, and they said, uh, the, the lady behind uh, the website said, we can make millions, Margot. Millions. Evidently, I don't. I'm not a foot guy. I don't understand feet. I think they're gross. But evidently, Margot Robbie has great feet. I don't understand what makes a great foot. I know it makes a decent foot, like no bunions, hangnail, toe jam. What are those weird god toes where the middle one extends farther than the big toe? Well, but that's as far as I get. As far as detail, whatever she's doing, she's doing it right because people are so. In deep with Margot Robbie's feet, that now Birkenstock is making a killing. By Barbie sandals, Birkenstock oh. website is selling Barbie sandals again for Barbie feet, a hundred and sixty bucks. Apparently, the new Barbie movie has uh, caused a one hundred ten percent spike in searches for Birkenstocks, and Google has cited the Barbie Birkenstock as a breakout search over the last thirty days. What is the bar? Is it the high heel because her foot is permanently frozen in that? Uh... I, I guess the real question is: Are you and I the only people that haven't made money off of the Barbie movie? Everyone apparently is making money off of this movie, except for you and I. Uh, a mayor uh, in a small town in Mexico is in trouble. I don't know when Father's Day is in Mexico, but a mayor thought it'd be a good idea. <laughs> it's probably the same time it is everywhere else, right? Uh, I just assumed it was an American holiday. I didn't know that it was a, an international holiday. It's Mexican Independence Day. It's Mexican Father's Day. Right. Mayor is in trouble for hiring strippers to entertain local fathers. Mm-hmm. Uh, locals uh, in this small town don't believe that it was a good way to spend taxpayer money. They're probably right on that. Promo poster shared online says, A special evening... Featuring a show, surprises, and presents. No children or women were invited to the event. Still, women showed up because, well, they figured you're having a good time and they want to ruin it. So, yeah. of course, a woman shows up. <laughs> Some even brought their kids. And they walk away very angry and shocked after strippers took over. There has been a little bit of backlash from the local population. The mayor, the mayor is yet to apologize, by the way. 
Uh, the only sign that he's acknowledged that it was a problem was he deleted the photos of the strippers <laughs> from his social media account. Well, he was posting the pictures on social media, huh? You and I used to laugh. We'd go through Strip Club's Facebook pages and see the pictures of the people in there, and half of them were like, thumbs up, here's me. The other half clearly had been caught doing something they should have been doing. Yo, man, now my wife knows I was here for lunch. Shout out Scooters and Decatur. All right, so you're out there. And if there's one thing that we know from the terrestrial show, it is hard as hell to be single these days. You're out there. You're fighting the good fight. You're toughing it out. But you're still ruining everything, and you have no sex life. You got dates, but you got no sex life. Where's the disconnect? How do I get to close the deal? Obviously, you're making mistakes out there. So, obviously, in the early stages of dating, you overthink every single move that you make. You analyze everything that you do. You analyze, overanalyze everything the other person does. They say, uh, you have to understand the context of your situationship or relationship, as they will, and stop sinking your own boat. The most common don'ts that are keeping you from the bedroom while you're dating is what? Is it an unclean house? A bad situation to take them back to? I'm trying to think what would happen toward the end that might prevent the close. It's funny because it starts way before that. One, you're texting back way too soon. (laughs) Or you're texting back way too early. There's no need to drop everything that you're doing and respond ASAP. Oh, like if you get a text, don't stop what you're doing. Pick up your phone and text back. You need to pretend like you're busy. But what if I'm not doing anything? If you're busy, it takes you a few hours to text back. That's not a big deal. But if you text back immediately, that freaks people out a little bit. What's ruining your uh, ruin your sex life while you're dating? Don't, this is obvious, don't date more than one person at a time. I've never known anybody who does this, but movies and television led me to believe this happened a lot. To the point where, like, you've got to sit down and have the conversation, like... Well, it's going to be just us, right? We're going to we're gonna not see other people anymore. Are we exclusive? <laughs> yeah. I've never had that conversation with anybody. They kind of just knew. But the more people you date, the better your odds are that your sex life is going to pick up, though, right? So That's you, true. You have to play both sides and figure it out. There's no need to... What do they say, though? You don't want to half-ass a bunch of things? You want to full-ass one thing? Probably. They say there's no need to cut yourself off from possible love connections. You're still in the early stages of dating somebody. However... The other possibilities are taking up, you know, some of your time and some of your mind space so you're not dedicated to the one relationship that you have the best shot at. Don't compromise on standards. <laughs> oh, you've been out there long enough. Your standards get pretty fucking low. Yeah, you don't really actively compromise. Yeah. They just sort of get whittled down to a nub toward the yeah. end. Experts agree that daters tend to be too strict about the type of person they're willing to go out with, which leads them, obviously, to, you know, high standards everywhere else. Lower your goddamn standards! Oh, you know why you're not getting laid when you're single? Here's the last don't. Don't bring up politics or religion. Topics that are controversial should stay off-limits. So what are your thoughts on abortion? She's like... People say things like avoid politics, avoid avoid business, avoid religion. There's a reason why people say that stuff. The best dates have a lot of deep conversations, but guess what they're not talking about? Mm. Politics or business or religion. 
They say, how else are you going to get to know somebody and connect if you uh, if you can't talk about the things that matter to you? Yeah, but you, you, there's a time and a place later. Plus, they might matter to you, but they don't matter to you as much as getting laid. Nope. This lady's got a problem. She wants to know. I've been seeing this guy for a few weeks. We matched on a dating app. Our first date went great. We seemed to have a lot in common. I enjoyed talking to him. Uh, on our second date, we had sex. Had a girl. Never in my life has sex been so awkward and unenjoyable. <laughs> the worst Aww. part is, is I don't think he knew how bad it was. Given how well we got along, should I give it another chance or should I cut my losses? If I break it up, should I tell him why or make something up? I think you give it a few more, right? Yeah, everybody, everybody's everybody's naked and afraid on that first time. Well, that every, even the greatest bands in the world still have a shit night. Give them some time, and even if it doesn't get better, don't tell them the reason why. Now, if we are a month deep into this thing, and you you know, what? and it's still terrible. Now, if it's still the same that it was, remember everybody enters every relationship by giving their A game. So if if you're 30 days deep into some poor performances, that's his A game. That's as good as it's gonna get. He's still trying to impress you. Hey, as a matter Keep of that fact, in mind. As a matter of fact, it's only gonna get worse down the line. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing better than the A game. Everything after that is a tribute act. <laughs> I can't imagine getting sit down and being told like, "Look, you are, you are fucking bad." I can try hard. No, I can't try harder. I tried as hard as I could. That's as good as I yeah, get right yeah. there. I mean, I may have been terrible in the past, but. I've never been told that. As far as I know, I'm bad a thousand, buddy. Well, things aren't going so great in the bedroom. Here's what the uh, uh, sex therapist says. There's ten questions that you need to ask your partner. You want to give your sex life a boost. Do you like doing this with me? Sadly, it all comes back to it's about communication. You have to sit down. These are all great text questions. I wouldn't fucking say them out loud. Most of the sexual problems in our relationship have nothing to do with sex and everything to do with communication. We've heard that a thousand times. Oh, no, lady, this is a bad idea. She encourages couples, the sex therapist does, Dr. Emily Morse. She encourages couples to sit down for a monthly sex summit to discuss <laughs> things, how things are going in the bedroom. Yeah. I'm I'm glad I have you here today. You you you, you pull out a little podium. Well, now here, you got the, a little hammer. You're like, yeah. Well, now here, get the floor to the distinguished senator from the distinguished gentleman from Indiana. And I'm like, hello. The sex summit. Um, they. Oh my God. It's this lady, the sex expert, calls it the states of the union. But you can use it to spice up sex lives and uh, potentially save a relationship. The idea is to come up with goals. Okay. I'd like more, please. Hey, and no one should get defensive or critical. Here's what she says. She's got 10 questions. Here you go. This is how you lead. What are you enjoying about our sex life right now? <laughs> Can I ask you a question? What are you enjoying you about this? You shrug your shoulders because you're a guy. You're like, everything? I like everything. I like that part, especially right there at the end. What would you like to see more of in our sex life? <laughs> this is like a fucking bizarre oh, job. Dude. Customer satisfaction uh-huh. survey. I'd be afraid to ask these things. What's something new you would like to try? No. 
when you think about the hottest sex we've ever had, what does it look like? <laughs> if she has to go, uh, hmm, you know? Sex expert and the questions you need to sit down as part of your sex summit. Where are we when that fantasy happens? Well, you're at work. And I'm here with somebody else that's not you, dummy. Okay, and then here's the tough ones. What can I do more of to make sex better for you? All right, this is an easy one. What is your favorite memory of sex that we've had? What if she blurts out a memory and you know she belie- it's not you, Yeah, but she believes that it's you? you know, do you say anything? God, no. No. I'll be like, that wasn't me. No, 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 no. You, ha- you hold tight to that. Sex questions that you need to ask at your sex summit. What was a moment recently when you felt super turned on? <laughs> well, I can't. I don't think I can ask any of these questions. I don't. I'd be embarrassed. I, I know. I can almost hear my wife saying, I don't know. And I don't want to answer them either. When was a moment you recently felt super turned on? Uh, I think it was... Uh, it's every other Friday when I log on to my bank account and find out that I got paid that day. That's pretty great. That turns me on. Oh, I wouldn't do this. Here's the here's the things you need to ask during your sex summit. <laughs> I don't even like the way this is phrased. May I share something I'd like more of during sex? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> no, you may not. No. Yeah, when you're asking may I, that gives her the opportunity to say no. Mm. And I don't even think I would couch the statement like, you want more of something. I'd like more of this. May I share yeah. something? May I, may I share something with the with the class? May I bend your ear for just a, mo- just a moment? When we're having sex, what is your favorite part of it? Those are the questions you're supposed to ask. I'm going to go home and ask my wife all these questions and just mm. watch her look at me. Mm-hmm. No, she yeah, she twists her head up a little bit like a dog. She's like, "What? What are you saying? What?" She's like, "Hey, you're home." I'm like, "Hey, babe, what's your favorite sexual memory of me?" Okay, well, she could she, always. She, she'd be like, "There's so many, I can't even decide." It's like picking my favorite kid. Or she could give you a weird answer when you say, "Hey, what do you, you know? What's the hottest fantasy that you can think of between the two of us, and where does it happen?" She's like, "Yeah, you, me, cemetery on a tombstone." What do you say? Police in the UK are now installing railings to protect tombstones that are in secluded locations around town. Cops say disrespectful people have been known to use the tombstones. Okay, it's one thing to have sex on a tombstone, right? I, I mean, I don't even feel like that's disrespectful. That's, uh, to me, as a corpse, that would be high praise. Like, my tombstone is an attraction. Somebody, anybody is visiting me. So they're doing it on the tombstone, and, and you're like, okay, you know, people do it where they got to do it. I think what's more bothersome to me is they say people have been known to use these tombstones not only, you know, for sex, but also a place to consume alcohol and drugs. <laughs> and here's the most bothersome one. We're going to party in the graveyard. Picnic tables. Mm. Well, I mean, you work, you're, up, you work up a big appetite doing drugs, drinking, and having sex. You're setting up with a picnic basket and tossing a, a red and white checkerboard cloth over the top of a tombstone so that you can use it as a picnic table. That's bothersome to me. 
Uh, they're saying if they can install these railings and they're asking the town for money, the railings would protect the raised tombstones because no one would ever be able to climb under the railing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess shout out to all those guys that found women to do that with them. Yeah. I'd like to have some sandwiches, do a little bit of drugs, and then uh, fuck sadly, on top of this tombstone. Sadly, they have to sit through a nightmare before Christmas before they can have sex with it. Their ladies are like, yeah, I'll totally do it on the tombstone. Mm, but we first, go. we got to sit through a Tim Burton movie. Jack Skellington again. Every day in Halloween. All right, here's why we can't have nice things right here. Because there's always a fucking pervert standing there with his hand out with money in it. This woman has hair. As most women do. Her hair is 44 inches long. Wow. Her name is Sophia. She's 31 years old. 44 inch hair. She spent a decade growing the hair out. She found herself in some uncomfortable scenarios, by the way, with this long hair. Because dudes are offering to buy her hair. Not all of it. They just want a little bit. Like, what do you mean? Like a strap? Like... A chunk for 150 bucks. As a matter of fact, I thought this would be an online thing, right? All these online she's, perverts. She's like, she's like, it's for kids with cancer. Like, right. no, I need to get my rocks off. Some of this fucking hair. Now, this is crazy because I thought this was exclusively an online thing. But according to this woman, to, to Sophia, one time I was approached by someone on the street no who wanted way. to buy my hair. What the fuck is wrong with people? That's when you get your hand on your pepper spray. You're like, I don't know what's going to go down here. I had my hair down, and suddenly a guy appeared and handed me a business card. (laughs) He's kind of like that guy that pimps for Willy Wonka. Yeah. Slugworth was his name. She told the man she planned to donate her hair to a cancer <laughs> charity. He's like, why well, donate it, baby? Well, you can turn a profit. She tried. He tried to persuade her not to. Um, and that's a rough that's a rough pervert right there because he's willing to out himself in oh, broad yeah. daylight, not behind the internet, but in face to face, and say, "I'd like to buy hair because I'm a weirdo." He's like, "I got cash on hand right now." Uh, the woman, she says, when she was younger, used to shave her head, but stopped in 2013 because it's a pain in the ass to shave your head all the time. She said, "My hair grows really fast, which meant that if I wanted to keep it, uh, oh, if I if I wanted to keep it at a double zero, I had to shave my head every day." And that was just getting to be too much, so she just let it grow. Now she's got 44 inches worth of hair. What a wild trip this lady's on. She went from skinhead bald to 44 inches worth of hair? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. She said when she moved to Scotland, she found out that you could donate hair to charity. She said, we didn't have anything like that where I grew up in Bulgaria. Um, so that's why she decided that she would do it now. She said... Hey, do you think those perverts who are trying to buy the hair ever see a bald kid with cancer and get a ping of guilt like they would have a wig, but I had to get my jollies? She said, I felt terrible that my good hair went to such waste. So after some consideration, I decided to grow my hair out to its maximum length, organize a campaign before cutting it, and then donate it to children suffering from cancer. And that's when the perverts showed up. She said, on average, it's, they offer up about 150 bucks. What do they do with it? Uh, do you sniff it? Do, uh, you, do you beat off into it? She said, when the guy... Uh, when the guy approached her on the street, I thanked him for the offer, but I told him I was saving my hair for, uh, obviously, the, the cancer kids. We got into an argument about hair donation versus selling hair for profit. <laughs> so this guy has some strong Jeez. feelings. Hey, you're coming on strong, weirdo. Uh, 
She does say having long hair is nice. She says, my favorite reaction about the hair is from my niece, who always looks at me like it and tells me that I'm a princess when my hair is down. She aspires to have hair, hair like me one day. She said the question. Uh, oh, somebody asked her, how do you take care of all that hair? Because it's a lot of hair, man. Common question I get is, how do you maintain it? It must take forever. Um, she says, very long hair for me is much easier to maintain than having short hair, as it only takes, uh, it, because it takes so much effort to style. With my hair, I brush it, I put it up, and it's good to go. Uh, she plans to grow her hair as long as she can. I cut it every now and then, but when I see, like when I see split ends, so maybe like once a year, and then eventually she's going to cut it all off and give it off to the kids. Or she's going to, you, you know, know, find herself down, down on her luck, yeah. and, and then she has to sell it to a pervert. Hey, then she'll be like, I'm glad I kept that business card that I swear I threw away. Oh, but she was, did throw it away. Yeah. It was sitting in the junk drawer the whole time. And anytime somebody's got a wad of cash and a business card, you're like, well, I may not need it today, but I might need this tomorrow. Sorry, cancer kids. And she's snipping off her hair for yep. fucking weirdos. Yep. All right. So there you go. There's a podcast. Uh... Thanks for checking it out today. Again, stay up to date all things JLNK by heading over to JLNKshow.com. We'll see you next Tuesday. Podcasts by Federated Media.